Did you know that a key predictor of success in a person's life, were to predict it now and then follow it into the future, is if a father is present for the upbringing of his child in the home, in an intact family? Fathers teach young boys and girls so much. Yet for some reason we live in a culture that says... No, dads are dangerous for kids. They're too risky. Fathers are absent by their own choice as well. We also say that dads are unnecessary, clueless. I've worked for years with women in crisis pregnancy and the crisis pregnancy centers, and I've seen all ranges of this, from a desire to have the man present and the father choosing to be absent, to women just not trusting men. And so they push them out of the way. So we're going to discuss the great gifts fathers bring to their children. Father Tim Grumbach is here with me. He is a pastor at St. Augustine Parish in the Diocese of Los Angeles. And speaking of great dads, there's a call from Luis in New Jersey who has a couple comments about raising his own children. Please go ahead and share, Luis. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I have uh, two daughters. One is um, nine years old. Actually, ten years already. Uh, has 10 years old, and the other is 13 years old. One thing that is uh, and, uh, very, very important is when we talk about abortion, and also with them, we we have clear, and we have mentioned many times, the abortion, the origin of abortion is nothing else than sexual relationships, that they are premarital sexual relationships. And uh, as a Catholics, of course, we see the Holy Family and we pray our daily rosary in family. And then uh, we pray for those who are in, in, in uh, you know, under the pressure of this uh, media, this world that shows the sex as the highest pleasure, but it really becomes a, a vice. It's like a right, right. sex addiction. Sex addiction, that's uh, everything is... Uh, focus or pointing to, to that in the in the business and everything. And uh, we yes. talk about that with our daughters and, and they see the commercials. They see, for example, and we got samples when we are driving in the highway and we see the, the you know, the billboard. We go to New York, we are pretty close to Manhattan and we go here in other, other billboards and highways and they say, look at that, what is that woman? What is, what it has uh, to do mm-hmm. with uh, with the TV that they are showing? There's right. nothing you see, that's right. the proof, and they, they see that. So it's how important we keep that conversation, but not in the in the corrective way that, uh, yes. don't do Amen. that because you will be like that. No. To know the difference. But in a way yes. that they become familiar with, you. They, they go around and they become familiar with that. And even we talk about uh, how in the schools, unfortunately, they was uh, taking out uh, things about uh, Christianism, our Catholics, that we are you now they now they cannot talk about the rights of, of that, and they cannot talk about uh, life and, and not supporting abortion, abortion and yes, and lo- Black Lives Matter, and with that comment that you play yes. at the beginning of yes. the program, with right, that comment Luis. that uh, there are one thousand uh, children dying. Yes, one thousand black also, babies course, aborted. Every day. And Luis, thank you so much for your comments because you are raising your daughters to know 
what matters most with regard to sexuality, to be able to point it out, see it in the media, on a billboard, in a movie, or in a TV show. And this is one of those moments where we have to name it and claim it in our culture. We talk about naming and claiming sins. We need to name and claim impurity that is around us, um, the confusion about sexual identity, because if we don't, we will just continue to have that billboard message in front of us telling us a different narrative. And so as a father, thank you so much for being that advocate for your children. We're talking about dads and how important they are, that they are a key predictor of success in life. Father Tim, you're joining me. I want to go through a little bit. We've been watching some content from um, two very influential individuals looking at the psychology and psychosis of young children, their upbringings, Jordan Peterson and Dr. Warren Farrell, who Dr. Warren Farrell, you know, if you don't know him, he is author of the book, The Boy Crisis. And they talk about the gift fathers have for their children. What were your initial reactions to this video? Oh, I, I loved it, actually, um, because they were talking about the way that uh, especially young men can be disappearing into the world of video games because of sometimes, not always, but sometimes an absence of that father figure and uh, losing a certain amount of control over the world and relationships and then entering into this virtual world where you can control these things and you can control the violence that is done when uh, interiorly, especially a struggle for men, I can say, is that when, when there's a certain violence being done to us and we have no control over it, and if it's something that's happening interiorly, we want to uh, exteriorize it and have some control over it and how some men will escape into these these video game worlds to do this. Now, I I know that uh, I know some people personally who actually can use online video gaming for evangelization, and it's really beautiful the way that they do that. But I have also seen personally and you know, in my own life growing up how easy it is to run to that distraction and mm -hmm. to avoid the kind of great and sacrificial love that God our Father is calling us to, and that my own dad, you know, being a, a great image, I can say of uh, of the father to me uh, that he was calling me to uh, so it's it's a way to run away from mm -hmm. uh, from what fathers are supposed to be calling their children to it's interesting in some of the studies we've seen that not only is a father's present in the upbringing in the home for the children a key predictor of success but one of the other things it talked about is how it teaches empathy to both boys and girls and it also teaches boys and girls to learn to be assertive rather than aggressive Right. And for them to be able to look at the culture around them and to interact with it appropriately, to be angry at what should be, would make us angry and to, to love mm -hmm. the people that, uh, that need to be loved. You know, I, I look even to the example of the Holy Family as Luis so, uh, so great, uh, greatly brought that idea to us is look to the Holy Family. That's, that's the model of our own families. To look at uh, St. Joseph, who would have taught Jesus in his humanity, how to say the prayers of Judaism, how to, I, I like to imagine that St. Joseph showed Jesus how to wash feet, how to pick women <laughs> up off the ground who had been abused by others. And so that, you know, we don't hear anything. I thought you were going to say that, pick women up. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Wait, no. where are we going here, oh, Father Tim? Oh, yeah, this is, a, this is a different kind of gospel. No, no, no. Um, but uh, but to, to lift up the people who were, who were cast down by society, I, I like to think that we don't hear St. Joseph speak in the gospels, but when we hear Jesus speak, we, we get to hear a certain sense, uh, Joseph's words and, and see Joseph's actions and to see that, you know, it, it wasn't his son by blood, but that made him no less his son in that culture and in ours. 
And so I've got a, a dear friend who uh, has been just really, really an awesome example right now of fatherhood, especially here in Los Angeles, like specifically here in Los Angeles with a lot of people saying, we need to get out of LA. We need to get out of Southern California. And he's like, no, I want my kids here. I want them to see the mess that this place is and that they have a role in evangelizing Los Angeles and loving the people who, uh, who can't care for themselves uh, of, of seeing the mess and knowing that they have a role to play in the midst of that. And mm-hmm. that's an amazing thing for a father to do. And could you imagine his kids not having an example like that and saying, you know, it's just, it's time to run away uh, when, when things get messy, but to have a father who says, no, we're staying. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to stay and I'm going to be here to provide and to protect you. And I just love that example of yeah. fatherhood. And I learned so much as a spiritual father uh, by watching the dads that I do ministry with. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that a little bit, but I do have to say before we go there, I fully respect and appreciate excuse me, where people are at with regard to needing to live, leave particular communities, leave California. I mean, the school system, the cost of living, the taxes are next to impossible for parents to actually be Mm -hmm. present to their kids. So if you have the capability to have a balanced home life and bring your children up and stay in California, and as some might say, fight, that's great. But I think what's important about this father that you're speaking of, who's choosing to stay in California and expose his kids to the culture is, he's teaching them temperance. He's teaching them risk-taking. He's teaching them to go out into the missionary field. And that's very important, whether you're in a risky area or a less risky area. And this is something that's so important that fathers can teach. They teach children, you know, things such as delayed gratification. They teach kids how to control themselves. This is something, you know, there are studies done on rats and there are study studies done on humans and that a father taking those risks of playing with a kid in terms of, you know, tossing them about, throwing them up in the air, not catching them and letting them land on the bed. The kid learns unconditional love. The child learns that there's a certain level of risk, but I'm safe in the arms of my father. Those kids are learning that from their parents. But when the dad's not there, and we're seeing, for example, that lifespan can actually be predicted specifically for boys to be up to 40% shorter because their father isn't present. Wow. Yeah, the, the, the father's showing the son how to live, right? And, uh, um, and it, it, you're, you're right. It's, um, it depends on every family's situation about whether or not they can stay uh, or whether or not they need to move. Uh, you know, my, my friend, you know, he is, is a, a man of great prayer and he has heard God say over and over again, no, you need to stay here. But uh, certainly people have heard, you know, God say, okay, it's time to move on. It's time to, to go and evangelize somewhere else, to raise your family somewhere else. And so it's always about listening to God first. And so that's another thing that's so important for fathers in the house is to be men of prayer. And, you know, always looking at St. Joseph, who was obviously a man of deep prayer, who could discern in his dreams what was you know something that was just his imagination or something that was actually god speaking to him but also recognizing that saint joseph was not the most holy man in the holy family (laughs) Um, he was not the holiest person in the holy family i should say and that god still gave him a certain headship and leadership in the holy family so that fathers don't need to be afraid to uh, to be leaders in their family but they have to be men of prayer you cannot you cannot be a father and not be a man of prayer, because then you'll just be making all the decisions by yourself. And that's one of the most frightening things I know for fathers to do. 
And another area to touch on the importance of fathers in the home, you know, maybe you are in a situation where the father isn't able to be present to your child, or maybe the father is in a job that is so rigorous he can't be there. We were talking about Veterans Day and military families. They're not always able to be there full time. And so this is where we talk about the importance of finding a community, whether it's your family or a person in the church who can be that male influence for your children with the rough and tumble play, with the affirmation, teaching empathy, and truly, you know, getting their hands dirty and being present to your kids. Yeah. And that is one of the sacrifices specifically that I've been talking about today to give it a specific example is to see the heartbreak of my brother's who can't be there with their children who are growing up uh, while they're deployed. I remember when my older brother was deployed to Afghanistan and seeing you know, a, a picture on my phone of my niece, you know, kind of his daughter, looking at his face on a computer screen. And this is mm. just like at the beginning of, uh, of Skype and you know, video calling and how uh, it, it just it wrenched my heart to see that you know, um, she was growing up and my brother couldn't be there at the moment, but how amazing technology could be that they could still find a way to be present. And so while there are some heartbreaking cases, so many more and more where fathers choose not to be present, I've seen in my brothers this great desire to be present as, as best they can. You know, my little brother's in Korea right now, and his one-year-old daughter and, and his wife, uh, are, they're very adventurous. And so they've just made a drive across the country, and, uh, and they'll be coming down here uh, for Thanksgiving, and I can't wait to see them. But it's it's just amazing to see the you know that when he is at home and the way that he can be a dad, he's such an awesome dad, and I'm so proud of my brother that he's willing to make these sacrifices for his family, for his country. But he still knows that his primary vocation is to be there for his his wife and his mm-hmm. daughter. And wives and mothers, we have a responsibility in terms of how we, whether or not that dad's able to be present all the time or not, to remind the children that the dad loves them and can't wait to be with them. I was reading a Theology of Home book the other day. Dr. Carrie Grass was with us on Monday talking about uh, being present in the family versus at home. Where are we happier and why is that? And in the book, though, one of the stories she talks about is, uh, I'm not sure if it was her or her co-author, Nicole Maring, but there was a story in there about how there is a time where the father had a really intense work schedule and couldn't be as present. And he mourned his lack of presence with the kids and the kids missed him. And so one thing that they did, I think she was saying was um, they would sing songs and record the songs about how, how much they loved being with dad and then they missed him. And she would tell the kids about how important the dad was and what he was doing for them. And what happened is she would then send these recordings or they play the recordings for the dad and it helped to affirm him and where he was at in terms of his lack of ability to be as present, but also it helped the kids to appreciate, respect, and honor, and love their dad. And that's something I think us as women need to learn as well when we live in a culture that is so anti-man in the home and treats him like the buffoon. Mm -hmm. Right. And you see it all over TV and all over movies. How often you get to see a story about a, a, a good dad who's as present as he can possibly be, maybe not perfect, but it's over and over again. It's these, it's these buffoons and these morons. And mm-hmm. you know, so, so that, that's the kind of example that men <laughs> are expecting to live up to in the family rather than to, to be people who, men who make sacrifices 
can provide and and protect their families even though it's not it's not easy they they won't be perfect all the time but we need to see that we need to see more examples of dads who are as present as they possibly can be and are making sacrifices 